Welcome back to the Strong Opinion Hibs podcast. I am your host, Jack, and tonight I am joined by Charlie. Calvin's still taking a wee break out from the podcast, but I'm joined by Charlie tonight. How are you, Charlie? Good, mate. I just uh, still in celebratory mode after our famous, actually second famous 0-0 victory of the season against the, the Tramps for Gorgie, mate. So I'm doing all right. Hi, how are you? I'm fi- I'm still celebrating the draw as well. This time it wasn't Robbie Nielsen's garage that I woke up in. I'm bludgeons. <laughs> so anyway... Um, yeah, it was a great night at the Derby. I'm feeling good. Um, atmosphere was electric. Best I've seen Easter Road for a long, long time. Um, and certainly the best since we've come back for COVID. And yeah, it was a brilliant night all round. Um, so I had a had a great time. And I've got to say, for a 0-0 draw, it was a pretty exciting game of football, which we'll um, touch on as we go through it. So, of course, we'll just jump right in. Uh, and we're going to review our 0-0 win, I mean, draw against um, Hearts. So... Where do we begin? Well, the starting 11. Um, starting 11 comes out, of course, we were in the Iona bar by then. So I think um, a few of us were two sheets to the wind when the uh, starting 11 came out. But we'll still talk about it anyway. Charlie, what were your thoughts when you saw the starting lineup? Uh, pretty expected, apart from uh, Dubrovsky starting. But um, we'll obviously, come on to that in a wee bit. But no, apart from that, it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. Um, nice to see Campbell drop. Nice to see. Um, Newell and Doyle Hayes played together because um, I think they had a point to prove um, starting together again because there's been murmurs online and I think I've said it as well that the two of them can't play together um, so I think it was um, no it was it was exactly what I thought it was going to be for the derby Yeah I was the same um, I sort of saw the lineup a bit later than everybody else because I was um, seeing a lot of people that I know are Mr Popular um, I was Mr Popular doing Iona Bar seeing other people I know but um, having a good sing song as well, but yeah, um, I looked at it and I was surprised that Macy didn't even make the bench to be honest. So I don't know whether he's fallen out Maloney or it's an injury or what. But um, Mitchell obviously was on the bench. Um, David Mitchell, not Dimitri. I'd be worried if he was suddenly became our substitute goalkeeper. But um, yeah, I think I, I was sitting there going, I've said I want Dubrovsky to start all this time, but I'm scared because. I was genuinely saying, have we got a Zibby Mark II on our hands or is it too much of a big game for him to come in? Uh, but as we'll touch on, he, he really stepped up. Um, he really did step up. But yeah, I was really surprised to see Dabrowski, but fair play to Maloney because I think there isn't many managers in the past that would be brave enough to go if a goalkeeper's not in form and drop them for a dive, especially since Dabrowski's not played a competitive senior game of football for us before. So it was a big, big call from Maloney and one that turned out to um, really come good. But yeah, uh, apart from that, expected. Glad to see Campbell dropped. I think after his mistakes against Celtic and Levy, he, he had to be. I don't think Maloney really had a choice, and I'm glad Maloney um, did also a bit of shuffling the pack as well. Mm-hmm. Um, a wee, which you know, mucking about with, which I think is good because he's still trying to figure out um, what his strongest eleven is. So I think it was good to see him shuffle the pack a wee bit, and um, yeah, I was quite happy with that lineup. So move on. And uh, how did we start for you, Charlie? Obviously, first half we were. Sort of the stronger team, um, playing with a good amount of intensity, really making hearts sweat. So what are your thoughts in the first half and what are your thoughts now our start to the game? I thought we come out of the traps pretty good. Um, I think um, obviously Derby, like it's, it takes a wee bit of time to to you know get the ball down and get going. But no, I think I think we started really well. I was I was really happy with it. Um it's obviously it's it's obviously just a case of it's Maloney's first derby, so he's obviously instructed them to play a similar style of football than we're used to seeing with him. But um no, I think I think we started really well, mate. I was I was impressed with like the you know there was no 
there was no real goal threat from Hearts when they were coming forward in the first first wee bit, or actually the whole night I felt him. Um, but but no, I think um, I think we started well. Wasn't he, had no complaints really. That was the same. I thought we were really good in the um, first half. I, I, it was just so unfortunate with a disallowed goal um, as well. I got my leg all scratched up for nothing. So cheers, Lino. Um, I still got a big bruise there, by the way. Um, just imagine if it had actually been allowed to stand, it would have been a lot worse. But um, yeah, I think the disallowed goal was a weird one for me, to be honest, because it looks like he was on to me. It looks like, I think it was Dodge that put that got the last touch. It looks like Dodge was on to me, marginally. It was marginal. But it does look like Dodge was on. So the the line the linesman guessed. Like there's yeah, no there's no two ways about it. Like the obviously they don't have the the ability to see it again. They're just going on real time. But the linesman guessed that's definitely onside. It is um, onside. And I had a lot of jambos. You know, I met two of my old mates with school who are Hearts fans on the train saying they were um shocked that that was disallowed as well. But um yeah, I, I was shocked that Milano did guess. There was about two Hearts players playing them on. I think I think it was one of those silly ones, but you know, it is what it is. Not every decision is going to go your way, as we'll learn, because there's quite a few on their side that I think were a bit, mm. but um, yeah, I thought we were great, solid at the back. And that was the thing that I was saying we needed to be in that game. Absolutely solid. Rocky and Port just absolutely ran the show. Stevenson as well. I thought Stevenson was absolutely heroic. Mr. Hibbs. Um, and I think, I tell you what, and I've said this before about him, captain's armband, I think he should keep that. Even when Hanlon's fit, I think Stevenson should keep it if he's starting, because showed a real leadership that we needed there last night. So I think could I couldn't have fault the back like Cadden, um Porches, Rocky, Stevenson, they were brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. They they really were, were outstanding for me um and putting a solid performance. I thought the midfield was solid as well. I thought Joe Newell, especially in the first half, I, I, he was he was a trooper. Um and again he's a player that I usually don't have much to say about, but he was Absolutely fantastic for me. So, yeah, I was happy with the first half. At halftime, I was thinking, you know what? If we can just maybe create a bit more, we're, we're going places in this game. I really thought that because we were, and Hearts were offering nothing up front for me, to be honest. The only, the only time they did offer something was um, when Cammy Devlin, apparently the best midfielder in the country, who, let me let me remind the Hearts fans who might be listening to this, that the only two times I've seen him do anything in that game he was on his arse getting picked up. Uh, so, Mr. Did you see his interview before the game? That was one thing I wanted to say. He's saying, I'll put in all the bad tackles if I need to, but he was Neil's bitch the whole game. Um, oh. so, <laughs> but no, I think um, they they obviously, they never offered anything. No, they didn't to me. Um, for the, In the first half, anyway. Um, in the first half. We'll get on to we'll get on the second I was, half. I was, I was not concerned at all by the time, every time they went forward. Yeah, I think we were good at neutralising the threats that they posed, to be honest. And like I said, the um, the mid the midfield were, were heroic. I, JDH had one of his better games as well, to be honest. I both both him and Newell in the first half were were very good. Uh, first first in most balls, um, and looked like they had a bit of fight about them, which is which is what we want for a midfield in a derby. Like, how many games have we have we been bullied in the first half by Hearts, and that sets the pace. I really think that they stepped up and they they had a bit of fight and desire about them, which is good. I think that's that's what we wanted. Yeah, it's good to see players step up when they're needed as well. I think you need, like we were talking about, we need the midfield against Hearts um, to be on point, and they were. Um, so we'll sort of talk about, we've already sort of covered what players stood out to us, um, but I wanted to actually um, focus on Dabrowski, um, Porches and Stevenson a bit more, because they were the three that really stood out to me in the game. 
Um, so yeah, I thought Dabrowski was f- fantastic. I, I want to pick up one. It was it was um, Chance Hearts had in the second half, and Dabrowski got down really well to sort of parry it away. And I think, and I sort of piggybacking off of what Liam uh, down the slope said, uh, Liam made a really good point. Is I, I really reckon Messi would have been beaten by that because he'd been beating at his near post a lot this season. Um, and I don't think Macy's as quick to react to a lot of those. Kevin's reaction times were absolutely outstanding. And I've got to say, for a young keeper that's hardly played um, to be started in Edinburgh Derby, he could have easily have got the, let the nerves get to him and made quite a few mistakes. He didn't. He was on point. And even with a back pass, I've got to say he handled that quite well. And I'll tell you for why. Because he had no option other than to touch that. The way that was going back, you were risking a goal there. Now, I think, obviously, Kevin's went, right, if I touch it, at least it's an indirect free kick and I don't risk a penalty or them scoring. And Because with a free kick, they can easily just blast it into the wall or over the bar, or he can save it. So I think he made an excellent choice there. Put himself on the line, because he could easily have been booked for that. Um, and The referee would have been within his rights to book him. And um, he made the split-second decision, and then, obviously, Hart's just pumped it right into the wall. Um, it was a, it was, And I'm not just saying this, taking the green tinted specs off for a second. Listen, that is one of the worst free kicks I've seen. Um, at least Nisbet's make it over the wall. They usually go over the bar as well, but at least they make it over the wall. Um, so I've got to say, Dabrowski's decision-making, uh, his distribution, his, the way he's commanding his box, I thought it was all on point, and he deserved that Player of the Match award as well. I, I utterly deserved it. Stevenson and Porteous, both absolute rocks at the back. Um, I, our good mate, Reindeer Hot Dog, obviously put on Porteous's heat map from the game. And um, it just showed you he was absolutely solid at the back. Like, everything, everything Porteous was managing just to um, sweep it up. So I think it was brilliant. Big Rocky as well for me um, was another standard. He's seen his boots after the game. That was his first taste of Edinburgh Derby. But I tell you, and we need, we've needed a player, we needed a defender like him for a long time. And I think it shows you how good that defence will really be once you get Clark fitting in there as well. Um, so th- those were my standouts. And Stevenson, what a warrior. What a warrior. He's been in so many Edinburgh derbies before and he just came good again. He knows what the fixture means and he was in there, I think, a Hearts fans. He was public enemy number one in Gorgie with, with the penalty claim, which we'll come on to later. But I thought Stevenson was absolutely outstanding. And that's why he's called Mr Hibbs. And I see a lot of folk writing him off. And I tell you what, he might be old, but the old dog, he has new tricks because every game Stevenson's playing like he's... Uh, the young player that he used to be. I think that's it. I've said it so many times this season. I've said it since the Rieka game that he's rolling back the years. Every time we play Stevenson, he, he plays fantastically. Wasn't afraid to drive forward, physical, getting in there. He's Mr. Hibbs and he knew what the fixture meant. How, the passion for him and Dabrowski and Porteous was absolutely amazing. And it's guys like that that we needed that know what the fixture means. Dabrowski, think about it, he was born in Poland, but it's like he's, uh, and I think in a previous life he was a leader. Because honestly, the way he was speaking, brought a tear to my eye. Brought a tear to my eye because he deserved it. He deserved that moment and he was absolutely heroic. It's not often we say um, goalkeepers step up in derbies, but I've got to say, how many Emily much, if you've seen my tweet, how many Emily much both stepped up? And that's what I thought. I thought he's, he's very like Emily in that sense that he hard, he's hardly got to play. He's been given the shout in a big, big game and he's stepped up and he's put in a heroic performance. Obviously, Emily had that we keep uh, saving the penalty. He had to be keeping the clean sheet and uh, making some what were pretty crucial saves, to be honest, um, that I don't think Macy would have made. So for me, those are my standout players. Charlie, who stood out for you? Uh, for, are we going first half or the whole game? Well, we'll just go for the whole game, mate. 
Uh, we'll do it definitely. We'll do that then talk about the second half. I like it. Um, I think um, I think no, no really stood out to me. Um, certainly not to piggyback on what you said because I agree with everything you said, Jack. But um, no, for me was a man possessed. Everything he fought for every ball. He was he just I was going into tackles and he was winning the ball and just he wasn't getting the ball away that often as well. I think I think he just he had one. He probably had his best game in a long, long time for us. I felt um really, really stood out to me. Him and you know you've got to touch on Dabrowski. Like what a what a player. Um, I think the number one jersey is his to lose now. I think can I see Matt Messi getting that back anytime soon unless Dabrowski makes a big, big clanger. Um, which which is really what I think it'll take for him to lose that jersey. I yeah. think he'll start hopefully start on Saturday. If I was if I was picking the team, he's first night on the team sheet after Tuesday night there. So no, I think all in all, I think everyone really put their pulled their weight. Um I think everyone that started anyway, and I think it was good. Yeah, hundred percent. And um, I knew all because I, I, I think he's he's such a nice guy and you can tell he wants to improve and that he wants to be a good player. And, you know, I was actually speaking to um, somebody at the Hibs Women Motherwell game and they were saying, you know what, you look at him when you play for Rotherham um, and he, he's sort of becoming that player again to me. I think his performances in the last couple of games have been getting better and I just hope that he continues to get better because I do think there's a good footballer in Junior and hopefully it just keeps growing. Um, and I think I've noticed that, that Maloney's tweaking the midfield and I think him and JDH know that maybe their places are not safe with Henderson and, you know, when McGuinness becomes fit again. So which we don't know when that's going to be, actually. But if, if McGinnis, I think it's an if more than when, and if McGinnis is fit enough to play again, then they know that their place is unsafe. And I think that's why they're stepping up. But I think you all fair play to him. And JDH as well, he actually did have one of his better games. Just as a sort of, I, I wouldn't say unsung hero, but I would say that he did have one of his better games. Another player that I think has been a bit off the pace. And I think even Dodge, even though Dodge looked off the pace when he was going forward, he still he was still trying to get there. And it wasn't if I wanted to try, and if you see what I mean, he was trying, he, he was putting in an effort, but I think COVID injury, it's not going to help him. I, I, I didn't like to belittle players or you know talk bad about them after such a good performance, but I think I think Dodge is a yard off the pace, mate, to be honest. I even think even uh, was he still wasn't bad. I mean, obviously he, he should have had a goal. Ah, he, he was he, he, he wasn't bad. He wasn't great. He was he just done his job in the middle. I think, and it's like, I and Nisbet the same. I think Nisbet had a, another relatively good game. I think he's de- I think he's actually I think he's improved a lot on his defensive side of play. He has definitely. I think um, he was tracking back, and I think he's doing a lot more of that stuff that we've that there's a lot of fans have been frustrated about. Um, so I think I don't know. He done it against Livingston. He done it against Hearts. Hopefully, hopefully he's had a word with Maloney, and he said you need to do add more of this to your game. And I, you know, if if he's if he's playing in a two and the other person's scoring and he's you know contributing to the goals, I'm alright with that. I think like he was he is lazy at times, but I think the past couple of games he's actively been trying to improve that. And and you kind of you kind of take that away from him. He had a good game. First half against Livingston on Saturday, he played he played relatively well on Tuesday night against Hearts, so it, it's an improvement for sure. Yeah, so we'll talk about the um, just before we go into the second half, we'll talk about Hearts' two penalty. Cl- Actually, there's there was one where I think some people need to read the rule book, but Hearts' two penalty claims. Um, um, I'll talk about the first, uh, which I, I thought Stevenson was absolutely heroic um, for this. Is the the first one, which, which to be fair, I think we got away with it there. Um, that the referee was looking right at it. And, you could maybe argue that it was, maybe argue it wasn't. It, it depends on what referee, but 
Stevenson obviously Sebik's um, in the box and Stevenson um, just bu- just bundles him over basically. I think he was there was a, Stevenson was trying to get to the ball first. Um, obviously didn't quite work. There was a clash of heads as well, and then Sebik goes down. Sebik goes down. So I think it was goes, was it no was it no big Sims? I think it was big Sims. Sims. It was Sims sorry, that's it. Sims. I, I was trying to remember. I, I don't know their players, eh? Just, I, I, was, I, was, I was listening to Long Bangers earlier on, and they said that for the first time in a long time, they can't ever, they couldn't tell you most of the Hearts team. I and that's either. true. I, I, mean, I could tell you um, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, and Gordon, and that was about it. I couldn't tell you what Nathaniel Atkinson looks like, or Cammy Devlin looks like, or, or Toby Civic looks like. I couldn't tell you what, but going back to your question, um, it's never a penalty. Never in a million years is that a penalty. The ball is there to be won. It's a, it's a shoulder bar to Stevenson and Sims hits the deck. Now, I'd be embarrassed if my six foot two striker gets bodied off Lewis Stevenson every day. Uh, I'd, yeah, be, I'd well. be embarrassed by it. Like, you sh- it's, not, it's not a penalty. Um, Hearts fans need to take the maroon tinted specs off at times. Um, as do we sometimes. I think we're a bit biased sometimes, but it's never a penalty in a million years. In a million years. I think a harsher referee would have given that. I think hundred hundred percent. If you had a if you had a Clancy or a Walsh or a Beaton, then they would have given that. 100%. On on the flip side to that, a less inept linesman would have given that Hibs goal as a goal. Yeah, well, that's true. It Douglas is, Rossi would have given that as a Hibs it's, goal. As well. It's it swings and roundabouts, really. It's I think decision. It's not evened itself out Aye. to be honest. And then obviously second big one because uh, I, I just want to pick up that a lot of Hearts and Hibs fans obviously don't get the pass back rule very well because a lot of them are saying it was a penalty. That's how it works. If the goalkeeper, even if the goalkeeper handles it outside the box, it's a sending off. It's only because obviously it's outside the box. So just please remember that because I will say there was Hibs fans saying it as well. Oh, sorry, second one is the supposed handball with again Stevenson getting it in the neck with the um, free kick. It's not for me because he, he can't. He cannot stop the ball getting pelted off him there because of how fast it happened. It happened there. Now, if you look at the one in AFCON, if you were watching the AFCON semi-final between Burkina Faso and Senegal, that penalty was that penalty call was made of a handball in Stevenson's and that wasn't given either. But it was overturned by VAR if you watched the Burkina Faso-Senegal semi-final last night. So I think it's not a handball for me because he couldn't have got it out of the way. It doesn't hit him. His arm's not in an unnatural position. I think Scotty Allen's one, which still wasn't a handball two years ago, was worse than that. Um, so, yeah, no, no handball for me. And didn't even begin the penalty chat with the pass back because read the rule book. And I will say that to the Hibs fans that said that as well. So what are your thoughts on the Stevenson handball? Obviously, sports scene, my least favourite programme now, saying it's a handball. But then again, I've got to say, sports scene, Leanne Crichton, the only person that speaks any sense on that, and Joel Murray, most of the time. When you've got James McFadden and a serial career loser saying it's a penalty, you know something's wrong. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> it's, it's not a penalty. Um, it's not a penalty for me. Um, that it happens too quick, and Stevenson's, yeah, exactly. Stevenson's rushed out. Boggett's hit. Boggett's hit off him. Um, I think it was a smart. I think it was a smart decision from what Hart's done, booting the ball towards him, because I know they're aiming for the net and what have you, but. I think if it was if the shoe was on the other foot, I would be aiming for a defender there. As if you know, if you're as well as trying to put it in the net, if you kind of get in the net, if it hits off a defender's arm, then you're you're claiming for it. But it's not a penalty. Every, it's never a penalty. Um, it's just it's too quick. It's too quick a movement. Um, yeah. To, to, it's not intentional either. It's uh, more like ball played ball played man rather than handball. If you know what I mean. I hundred percent. I've got to say that as well. But 
it's like I said, these things all even themselves out because I think we had a few. The referee was gaining a few silly free kicks, but it's one of those games you wouldn't expect a derby without maybe a bit of um, de- de- divisive decisions like that. So it is what it is. Um, but I think we'll now move on. It's over. I don't either of the penalties. I think Stevenson won a harsher referee. Would they given that, even though it isn't for me? But anyway, we'll move on to the second half. And obviously, in the second half, Hearts coming into the game a bit more. They were going to get more chances, but I still think we defended well. Um, so, Charlie, what were your thoughts on the second half? I can't really remember too much about the second half, to be honest, because I think I think we both we both matched each other, and um, I can only really remember the. That's probably because there's not really much from the game I can remember because of the excitement of it and the just the atmosphere and what have you. Absolutely. And, I think um, the biggest the biggest thing I can remember from the second half is the chance that we had right at the end. To be honest, I think other than the pass back in what have you, which we've already spoken about, but you know, I think I think the chance that we missed in the last almost last kick of the game sums up the night. Really, uh, really does sum up the night. I think if that falls to anyone other than Josh Campbell, that's a goal. Um, and that's oh, that's I'm no I'm not saying anything negative towards Campbell there. I think I think he, he looked. He looked better than normal when he came off the bench. Um, I think, I it's just I think he's got to hit it. He, he hit it straight at the defender. He hit it straight at Sibic. Um Puts it anywhere else it's in. Um, but and then Nisbet stretching for the rebound. He's never going to put that in. Mate. No, exactly. Um, in the heat of the moment, you're you're screaming at him, thinking you should have scored. But nah. Um, but no, exactly. I think all in all, mate. Um, I thought we I thought we were the better team. I know statistically Hearts were the better team, but actually watching the game, I think we were we were the more exciting team to watch because uh, we actually looked to play football rather than the big negative hoofball that they always play. So no, I I was I was it's funny I was disappointed that we got a draw because I thought we done we had more of the more of the fair opportunities to score. I know I know Dubrovsky had four saves and what have you, but I think if you look at Campbell's one, if you look at the disallowed one. If you look at, I can't even remember any of our shots. That's awful. That's a- you know what I mean, like we had. I think we. I think we definitely looked the better team, um, and that's that's positive because I was so negative going into that thinking we we're going to get pumped. I think I'd I'd say two one as the prediction, but I, I feared the worst. Yeah. Uh, especially seeing the team with the Broski and go. I was like, here we go. It's not going to be a good night for us. But no, I think a point, mate. We'll take it. Um, I do. I do. Want to backtrack a wee bit before we get your? Oh, actually, you say your thoughts, and I've got a wee point I want to bring up. Yeah, no, I think to be honest, I thought the second half your hearts came into the game more. Um, I think they they begin to grow into the game, but in the game we're still matching them, and I, I like I said, the defence were still absolutely solid. I think Big Rocky especially really came into the game in the second half. I think yeah, Campbell if he places his shot, it's going in the back. Of the, I was just thinking, I was I, I was like, imagine the scenes if we'd if he'd scored that. I mean, I, I would have been, let's put it like this, I would have been lying at the bottom of the stairs and he's standing a pool of my own blood after cracking my head open. Because, and it's not the first time I've fallen over in a derby either, I've got to say that. Um, and you fell over at the women's derby at Tynecastle when um, Siobhan Hunter put that in. Mainly out of laughter at her shushing the jambos. But anyway, enough of that. Um, I think 
yeah, the second half not really much happened. I mean, of course, it was, you, I think if it was in any other game, you'd remember sort of other moments because obviously it's the atmosphere and the buzz. And like I said, best atmosphere I've seen at Easter Road in a long, long time. Aye, a long, long time. And uh, which was great to see. And I thought Block Seven were on point as well. I thought they were absolutely fantastic. The noise made and the tribute to Devon was fantastic as well. That they got organised. I said it um, in the last one, but again, fair play to everybody in the stadium. Well done. Um, I think I'm well done to the referee for stopping it as well and for all the assistants and staff and players for joining in I thought it was fantastic but second half I've got to say yeah we, we were still solid we had a chance to win it which is why it's slightly disappointing but a clean sheet and a point against them will take it because the, the form we were in heading into this game it was one that could have very easily have been a very different outcome so I'll take it but I do think I wouldn't, I wouldn't go as far as to say they were there for the taking because I do think those points were hearts what had us on the ropes a bit, but at the same time, I do think we could have won the game. It's one of those ones where it could have finished up. It was going to be always going to be one of those games that could have finished up three two either way, or the chances that were had honestly. But I think you look at the disallowed goal and you look at Campbell's. If the disallowed goal was allowed to stand, and if Campbell had scored that and Nisbet had got the rebound, um, then we could have won two 0 It's as simple as that. But on the other side, some of the chances Hearts had. Macy had been in goal or if we'd made more mistakes or and I'm not criticising Matt I just think that Dabrowski is not is inclined to get caught as he's near post that Matt Macy is um, I'm, I'm, and that's not a slight at Matt I just think that goal, different goalkeepers have different sets of skills like Matt's an excellent shot stopper but his distribution and how he commands his box is a bit off Dabrowski I thought was an excellent shot Dabrowski's more of an all-round goalkeeper um, for me from what I've seen anyway and I've seen in the Arsenal game as well so I think you look at that and you go, well, on balance, I think not a nil-nil draw is the fairest. I think it was a better game than the one at Tynecastle. I've got to say, though, much better game. Um, and from our point of view, and in terms of just a game of football as well. So, yeah, I've got to say nil-nil. Um, in the end, I'll take it. It's a clean sheet. It's a point. Some big performances out of our players. I'm really proud of the lads. I've got to say they all, they all really came together as a team and, I'm happy for Maloney as well that he got um, a good experience on his first derby in charge, um, and hopefully he keeps up. He, hopefully he can keep up his unbeaten run and maybe get a wee win at Tynecastle later on in the season. And overall, yeah, a special atmosphere um, as well, which was great. So I, I'm a, I'm a happy man overall with it. Um, and I thought second half, Nemo Hearts did come in a bit more. We were still solid. I, I think I, I was one. I was wanting to say that bit about um, the tribute for Devon. I think it was brilliant to see. Um, and nice banner for block seven, but I, I was what to touch on Jack briefly. Um, before the game, I know we're <laughs> gone before the game, but what did you what did you think of the you know, Ron Gordon talks about this um match day experience? And we had a uh, Liam for Retro Video Club sing Hibs Heroes, then the wee, the wee uh, gesture to the Hearts fans, which I thought was brilliant. And then, yep. then we had Mixu come out, then we had the Piper. It just it felt it felt like a proper big game feel. Um, and obviously the fireworks and the display, whatever. But I, I was a bit let down that it was nine and a half time. I was thinking, hoping, I was hoping for, you know, like another ex-player. Like it would have even be good to have mixed at half time. Um, yeah, I thought we could have shifted something. I would have had, I would have, I, I would have had mixed at half time. I would have So um, you would have got the other boy for the retro video club because I thought he was brilliant. Oh, excellent, <laughs> excellent rendition on the song, which you ruined my Instagram video uh, running into the going, Come <laughs> on, the cabbage, like that. But um, you, so you ruined my Instagram video. But um, I thought, no, it was an excellent rendition. I was singing along, um, and I loved that. It was, it was quite powerful for me because it was a song that I used to listen to with my granddad. So it was quite powerful for me to sing that. It built that out at a derby 
Um, because it's, I suppose it's like a second Hibs anthem by Sunshine on Leith, to be honest, the uh, Hibs heroes. And I, I thought, yeah, that was excellent. And then, of course, the Jambos are booing them all the way through it and it gives you a wee, uh, get it right up, yeah. After which, you know what? It's warranted. It's warranted. Even, even Barry got a chuckle in them. You've seen, I've seen Sean Maloney had a smirk on his face when he done that as well. Um, even Robbie Nielsen stifled a laugh when I saw the, some of the replays. Like, so I saw some of the video footage. Even Robbie Nielsen was stifling a laugh down on the bench. So it's good that you can have that banter element because if that had been the old firm, we probably would have had about uh, half the change in Glasgow launched at him. So I, f- I think you look at it like that. It shows that we're a derby where we can laugh at each other and it never turns nasty or very rarely turns nasty. So um, I think that was good because he was getting pooed all the way through the song. So I think he, I think he had that. But yeah, I would have, and the paper was excellent as well. That got me hyped up. Um, and then I think, yeah, mix suit at half time would have been better, um, to be honest. So, yeah, I, but I do think that it's good that we're organising these sorts of things. So I hope, I hope to see more of that. Like, I'd, I'd like to see maybe like some of the, maybe like a, an, an ex-2016 winning, uh, cup winning player come out that's not with us anymore, like Fraser 5A or um, even David Gray coming on. I do a wee talk when we play Rangers or, you know, a big game, a, a player that did something big against Celtic coming out, um, just anybody but Sleevka, please, to, to be honest, um, coming out when we play Celtic, you know. I think things like that are really, really good. So, yeah, I was actually happy with the pretty much stuff. It really got me hyped up. And I liked the fire as well um, mm-hmm. when the, the teams came out and the, the display was brilliant for Vlogs Evan as well. I know, and I know the club had a lot of hand in helping organise that. Obviously, the club have to sanction that and... Um, I know there was a lot of coordination there so I think overall yeah it got me hyped up and like I said it was a special atmosphere and I was feeling I, I know a lot of people that know me listen to the podcast and listen, I was feeling a bit down going into the derby I hadn't been having a good time of it mental health wise so to come in and just have such a good night and get all the pre-match build up and then enjoy the atmosphere was the main thing for me um, irrespective of what happened on the pitch but I really enjoyed my night and I think it was a proper atmosphere one we haven't seen at Easter Road in many years so yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. Now, well, very quickly, um, before we go on to St Mirren, because we've got a few things to get out of the way um, before we finish up for tonight, so we'll very quickly sort of talk about um, the substitutions, just touch on them. Do you think Maloney substitute? do you think they were particularly positive subs, or do you think it, well, we're settling for a draw at that point? Well, you're sort of using the subs, Charlie. Just, uh, they were strange. Don't know really what else he could have done, though, to be fair. Like, the bench is the bench is obviously better because there's more on it, but nah, I don't know. Like it is what it is. Like I'm probably like maybe I've seen Jasper come on, but I realise he signed the day before, so he's probably yeah, bedding yeah, in more. Nah, to be honest, mate, no complaints. Nah, I'm the same. To be honest, I think Mueller for Dre Wright's the only option really. I'd like I would have liked to have seen Jasper, but you've got to consider he just signed the day before. He maybe not ready. Well, it was good to see him on the bench, and I liked his interview. Um, uh, but I think, yeah, I, I, I've got to say, the subs were, were all right, um, to be honest. And uh, they were what Maloney, Maloney did what he had to do. And he did it at the right time as well. Um, finally, just before we move on to St Mirren, if you, if what was what we seen last uh, on Tuesday night was Maloney ball, are you happy with it? Um, I go by I, I think. I think it's obviously positive. Like I think I really like I really like the way we pass the ball about. Um, just because, like I know some people moan that we go backwards and that, but I think on Tuesday it really worked because I think I think there was no fans getting on their back. 
I think that's key for this style of play. If we can just, uh, if we can just, I know if it's not, if we're going back to keeper too much, then you obviously are right to boo and whatever. But um, I think, or right to get frustrated. I didn't, I didn't advocate booing, but um, I think, um, no, I think, I think it's good, mate. I think it's obviously still a work in progress. I think some fans need to remember that 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 he's only been here just just um over a month, just yeah. nearly nearly a month now. So. Ah, it's a work in progress. It's only his like fifth or sixth game, so it'll come. It'll come. I'm no, I'm not too concerned. You look at Ange, they battered Rangers, Celtic battered Rangers, um, and he's only been here just on well, just over six months. So it's coming. Something we're due someone are doing some point soon. Yeah, absolutely. I was happy with it. I thought we played some good football. Um, and we were actually for once in a derby, nice to watch. Usually I'm hiding behind my seat in a derby or um, refusing to look. But we, we, um, I thought we played some nice football and we, we did what we needed to do. So, our next game after the big Edinburgh derby is obviously we're playing St Mirren. I don't think we can really call them Hibs B anymore um, since <laughs> Jack Ross has left. Obviously, um, we've not had the best record against St Mirren this season. Obviously, two draws in there, 2-2 two, two Easter Road and then the 1-1, which was David Gray's um, first game in charge um, against them at the Simpson Stadium. So, this is a must win uh, because we've been winless in four and Motherwell taking on Celtic, which I think Celtic will win. So huge chance for us to go fourth. Um, Charlie, what are your thoughts going into the game? Um, I think it's one we can take a bit of confidence in based on our performance in our night. Um, and I think it's one that we probably should be looking to win, um, as is every other game. We should be looking to win every game we, we play. But I think, um, no, I think with them losing McGrath, I think obviously he was probably their best player, um, and that's not really saying too much. Um, but I think um, no, I think it's probably one we need to go in with a bit of confidence. Of Eamon Brophy's injured for them, so I don't know who their other striking options are. But you know, like player like that, he was dangerous against us back the other month there at Easter Road. So no, I think it's one that we should be we should have a bit of confidence going into. I think um, nah, it's one it's one I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm actually looking forward to it for a change. I never, I never usually am excited to go and watch Hibs at Easter Road, especially in games like St Mirren. Oh yeah, they're tough. They're usually, you know, tough like to... usually tough to watch. But no, I think, I think I'm, I'm excited for Saturday. Me, I think, I think, I think we'll win. Yeah, St Mirren are a team that I think they do make it tough for us. We've not got the best record against them at Easter Road. You've seen a, a few teams have struggled against them, but I think I'm confident um, because for me, if we can play that sort of football but have an end product to it. We could we can batter teams like St. Mirren, I think, you know, three or four, three or four now, if we take a chance, if we can get a bit of end product. I'm not saying that to disrespect St. Mirren at all, because I think they're a very good team and Goodwin's a good manager. But I think if we have an end product to what we're doing, we could we we can um, do easily do these things. And what I've been saying it all season, we are just something they're doing if we have an end product. Um, so I think play similar football, keep the solidity that we had in the derby and we're and just have an end product to it and we're good to go. So We'll talk about lineup. Um, obviously, are we going to go with the same team with some minor adjustments? So, what would you do, Charlie? Very briefly, talk about um, um very similar team except I drop Dodge and I bring Dimitri Mitchell in for the start. Uh, not to replace Dodge, not to replace Dodge, but no, I think um, I think that would be I would keep the same team. I think um, obviously, I think they everyone played for the jersey against Hearts, so I'd like to see us come you know, keep that going in every game. Doesn't matter who we're playing, we should treat every game as a big game. Um no, I think um I'd pro- I would 
there's you know there's obviously talks that Melkerson ready. I'd start him. I would. I would really. I really would start him. Um, him and Nisbet up front. We'll see what happens. Um, so that would be my team. I I don't know. I don't know because if Mitchell plays, who who comes out of the team probably Doig, but they're very very similar players. I think um, Mitchell's Mitchell's obviously faster, um, but I think no, I think uh, Mitchell Mitchell for Doig, Melkerson for Do- for Doig is probably my two my two changes. Yeah, if Melkerson can play, I'd like to see him start if he's fit. Which Maloney, which the rumor circling that Maloney said he could feature, even if that's on the bench, I'd like to see him come off the bench. I I wouldn't I don't think Jasper will start because I don't think obviously you'd want to dislodge anybody after the um, derby because they all played really well. But I'd like to see Jasper feature. I'd like to see him come on at some point because the way he was talking in his interview about how he's direct and he wants to score goals and he's an attack-minded player. Uh, he's saying all the right. He's making all the right noises. So I would like to see him play. Now obviously Gogic, he's on loan, so he can't play against us. I don't think he's. Is, um, I wonder if that. Yeah, that's that's that uh, applies. Yeah. I'm sure that applies. He's he's not. Yeah, it, I'm sure that applies to us because obviously we got Doherty on a similar deal and he couldn't start against Rangers. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I think Gogic is subject to the same rules. So obviously Gogic can't play, but even if even if he did, I don't think he'd be a problem for us, to be honest. Nah. Um, so going quickly get score predictions, Charlie, before we talk about Hibs, I mean, um, and then we've got a little new segment. So Charlie, what's your score prediction? Uh, 4-0, Hibs. Uh, I think I I think we're due, I think we're due someone are doing it. I think it's coming on Saturday. Uh, at 4-0, Hibs. I'm going to say 3-0 Hibs. So talk about Hibs women now. So Hibs women are away to Aberdeen. I'm going up north to play Aberdeen. So we're already 10 points above Aberdeen in the table. Obviously, we're just sitting um, in fourth now. I don't think um, thirds, because Celtic are away, away out in front. Um, but are you confident heading into that game, Charlie, against Aberdeen? Obviously, we've had two meetings with them before this season, a 1-0 win over them in, against them in the league, then a 2-0 win against them in the League Cup quarter-final. So are you confident? I think if you want to solidify fourth, mate, we have to be confident going into it. Um, obviously, coming off the back of a good win um, against St. John, albeit St. Johnston, uh, league below us. But no, I think I think uh, we've got every right to be confident going into it. Personally, I think, I think it'll be a hard game. I think Aberdeen will make it difficult for us. Um, but no, I think I think the girls should be confident going into it. Yeah, hundred percent. I think it's it's a game we can win. Aberdeen made it difficult for us, but I think even that one 0 game, we, that was our best performance all season, just in terms of how solid we were. Um, and then the two 0 in the League Cup uh, quarter final was good as well. So I think yeah, we're proving we can beat Aberdeen. It is going to be a tough game, but we'll get there. I think we'll, we'll put in a good performance. Um, so very quickly talk about the lineup. Do you think we'll see the same team? That um, plays that plays St Johnston, or are we going to see ex Aberdeen player um, Jenna Penman run out against them um, and make her Hibs debut? I think she'll be on the bench. I don't think she'll start, uh, but uh, I think I think it'll be the same team. I'd like to see Tony get off the bench again. Um, yeah, but apart from that, mate, I think I think consistency is key with the girls. I think and the men actually as well. I think. Although I did advocate for two subs, but um, no, I think I think consistency is key. So keep the same team. Keep the yeah, same I team. agree. We've got to keep the same team. Just consistent. I think Dean knows he's start best starting eleven now. But I would like to see Jenna Penman play um, against the old teams. I think she could cause them a lot of problems. So I think we'll all be high on confidence. I think we've got a good squad. Um, and it would be. I'd actually like to see Tony start because she started against Aberdeen in the League Cup quarter final with Shannon McGregor. And they made quite a formidable midfield pair, and I thought well, that was the best I'd seen us play midfield for quite a while. So it'll be interesting to see. Now, very quickly, Charlie, score predictions um, for Aberdeen. 
3-1 Hibs. I'm going to go 2-0 Hibs again. Um, and I think Alexa will get both goals. I think she'll go on a run again. So we've got a brand new segment just to finish us up for today. And that is the High B Quiz, where we test um, each other's Hibs trivia. Now, because I would already know these questions, because I have an encyclopedic Hibs knowledge, um, <laughs> and quite a niche Hibs knowledge as well, we decided that I'll ask Charlie the questions because it'd be unfair otherwise. So we're going to test Charlie. It is, it is important to note that Calvin had prepared this on the basis that he was hoping to be here tonight. So it would have been me up against Jack. but And I would have pumped you. So, Probably. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's better that it's done this way. So yeah, it was... It was Oh, yeah, so anyway, we just thought we'd explain it. So we'll, we'll get the first question. So Hibs were the first British club ever to, pl in, to play in European competition. The first ever match was against German side Hotweiss Essen. Um, what was the score? Oh, yeah, fucker. Um, I think they beat... I us. know this, but and that wasn't looking... I already knew this because my granddad oh, went on man. about this game as well. I think they beat us 2-1. Ah, <laughs> oh, no. 4-0 Hibs, a double from Eddie Turnbull, oh, and from Laurie Riley, and Willie Ormond helped Hibs to a famous victory, and um, the fans still weren't happy. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> that, <laughs> no, um, that, so, there you go. Aye, there you go. So, probably um, true, to be fair. So, so there you go. No, I already knew answer that one, but it's interesting that we played Rockway Session, of course, right down the divisions now. Just a bit of trivia there in the regional Liga West in Germany, which is the fourth division. So uh, they've had a bit of a fall from grace, um, but back then they'd won the German national championship, so they were a pretty big team. Aye, um, but they but, could they couldn't beat the Hibs though. Eh? So. Couldn't beat the Hibs because we were bigger. But um, yeah, so that was Hibs. It turned out we played just a bit of trivia for you, just a bit of a more onto that since it's Hibs and German football too. Things that I've um, got encyclopedic knowledge on. Here's a bit. Hibs have played three West German teams, one East German teams. We've beat all of them. Beat Borussia Dortmund on a pre-season tour. Beat Hamburg. I think that was in a European competition. We've obviously beat Rockway Session. Then from East Germany, we put out Lokomotiv Leipzig in the 1968 Inter-City Fairs Cup. So Hibs have played opposition from both East and West Germany. So there you go. So a second question. From 2004 to 2009, how many goals did Stephen Fletcher score for Hibs? Oof. That's a good question, isn't it? Calvin, Calvin expects a lot of things he has here, no eh? I think, I'm trying to think because he was our top scorer for a few years on that. Um, from 2004 to you said? Yes. I, think I feel like Alexander Armstrong, pointless. I here. think he scored 47. Oh, you were close. You were close. It's 43. Oh, yeah. It's 40. You're not doomed. Now, here's one that I... <laughs> I, I didn't know, but I really should have known. But I feel guilty about this. From under 15 to first team, how many Scotland caps does Siobhan Hunter have? Now, I didn't know. Given that she's my favourite player. Now, if it's multiple choice. Oh, good, good, choice. good, good. Um, but yeah, I should have known this because she's my favourite player. And of course, uh, uh, Siobhan Hunter, HSC. But anyway, um, is it A43, B53, or C33? Uh, 33, surely. You're wrong again, Charlie. Is it? It's 43. Ah, oh, you bastard. I didn't know that. I would have, if I was to guess, I would have said 53 because she been, she's, been cap, she's been capped a lot at youth level by Scotland. Oh, so ah, you're right. Ah, yeah. She's, ah. she's been capped a lot, especially at um, 19s. So, um, yeah. S sack the board, sack the board. Charlie, you've been done. <laughs> you've been done. Aye. So, on, on that note, watch, <laughs> Charlie knows nothing about Hibs. <laughs> um, <laughs> We're, we're, thank you for listening, guys. Uh, we'll see you 
on Monday for a review of Aberdeen, Hibs women against Aberdeen, review at Hibs men's, hopefully winning against St Mirren, and we'll have much more uh, Hibs chat as well as another Hibs quiz, and hopefully I won't be in the hot seat, so I'll have a chance to beat Charlie again. So um, until next time, guys, thanks for watching. Glory, glory to the high beat. Hey,